Welcome to the Floor Education Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hedin, owner of Illustrious Hardwoods in Phoenix, Arizona. We're here to talk with contractors from all across the country about how to hire a contractor, DIY tips, and what's trending in the flooring world. This week's guest is Jeremy Waldorf. Jeremy is a regional rep for the Shonox brand. Shonox specializes in floor prep products. Subfloor preparation is an often overlooked aspect of a project, and you don't want to miss what Jeremy has to say about it. Jeremy Waldorf, you on the line? I am. Awesome. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. You want to start by giving us a little background on yourself? Sure. I am uh, I am 41 years old. I've been in the flooring trade my entire life. Uh, my dad was an installer for about 55 years. So I'm a second generation uh, flooring installer. I've been in the trade for officially over 25 years, running my own uh, company for the past 21 called Legacy Floors. I was primarily a residential and uh, light commercial uh, outfit, really a uh, much smaller outfit, my, essentially myself and an apprentice. Um, my experience has primarily been in hard surface flooring and floor preparation. So I am an NWFA certified uh, hardwood installer and inspector, uh, CTI certified tile installer. Uh, I was a formal associate mechanic for a while and primarily just focused on on anything hard surface, being a hard surface specialist. So um, over the past you know several years, my focus has been on education and training. And then, um, you know, just basically bringing myself up to a level where I'm able to compete uh, in the marketplace on on another level in terms of what I'm able to offer my clients. But past uh, year here in June, I took a position with uh, Shernox as the regional business manager for Lower Michigan, Toledo, and Northern Indiana. And that's where I'm uh, happily sitting today. Awesome. I love hearing about the certifications. It's always awesome to to hear guys going and investing in themselves to make sure the craft stays at the highest level it can be at it, it is important and you know i i grew up with a lot of guys you know my my history you know we if you want we can kind of talk about you know the way things were and the way things are uh but in a nutshell you know i i have uh friends now that we started in a trade together probably 20 years ago. And some of them are doing the same things we did then. We never had uh, you know, formal training. I was never in the union, so we didn't have any type of apprenticeship or, you know, what we were doing was learning from guys who were older than us in the field and, mm-hmm. and had been doing it longer than us and kind of gathering whatever information we'd get working with them on the jobs, some good, some bad. Uh, we would take uh, what we felt was working and, and run with it, but we really didn't have a lot of guidance or oversight or anyone telling us what was right and what was not right. If it worked, we did it. So, you know, to this day, I've still got friends who, who they won't even find the time to take advantage of, of free, free training. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time and money uh, traveling, uh, you know, across uh, different parts of the U S getting my certifications and investing heavily in that part of, of my trade. And, and it blows my mind to think that guys won't take a, an afternoon, you know, off of work for, for a free opportunity to get more experience and, and get more knowledge to, to help themselves become better and to provide uh, their clients with a better level of service and, and reliability. It's, um, I guess it depends on the person really and their, and their motivation. 
Yeah, and you know, I I think that's a perfect segue into kind of our first topic we usually like to cover here on on floor education, and we talk about hiring a contractor and what homeowners need to look for and things like that. And well, I don't have any certifications yet. Um, I'd love to do it in the future. I know Schluter puts on free classes. I don't even do tile. I want to go to those. Um, I'm going to have to find a way to get to the Midwest East coast to do most likely any kind of certification test that I'm interested in. It's just not huge down here in the Southwest where I'm at, but you know, you're talking about how these guys are doing it the same way for years and years. And if it, if it works, it, it works, but there's always that chance it doesn't work. And so, well, you definitely want to look for guys that have certifications that may not necessarily be available in your area. So how can you test the knowledge of guys and know they're at least meeting industry standards or specs instead of just slapping a floor down in your house? Sure. And that's a great question. Uh, I, I think I would first start by, by saying what not to do. You know, Facebook is a wonderful tool, but it, it's it's a horrible place to get uh, advice on, on who to hire for, for your, your projects. I mean, you certainly will get good recommendations, but you'll also get bad ones. I mean, people are sometimes referring people just because they're friends. Uh, I've seen some of the posts on some of the groups, and you have a, a list of people in the comment section that are showing off their work and talking about how they, you know, they're able to do the work the person's asking for. And I'm just looking at the pictures and I'm thinking, good Lord, um, you know, we've got some serious problems here and, and they're, they're bragging about it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, sometimes you just, you, in a lot of cases, you don't know what you don't know. And, and that was me for a long time. You know, I, I just didn't know what I didn't know, but the, it, so, you know, there's, there's also, there's kind of a debate in the trade groups and, and things like that about certification it's a it's a polarizing topic and and i would by no means come on and say you know certified installers are good non-certified installers are not good it's not that easy um it, it, you have inserted you obviously have certified installers who are who are not good and you have uh, non-certified installers who are very good correct really the, the bottom line is is the education if you can get a feel for what the person is doing to advance themselves in their craft what they're taking it like you said the opportunities they're taking advantage of as far as workshops go uh, manufacturer seminars do they even know that there are uh, industry standards do they have those books do they do they understand them you know if i'm looking for a, a tile setter i'm i'm, I'm asking them uh, if they have seen the tcna handbook you know they do they follow the industry standards do they do they follow manufacturer guidelines how well do they know their local reps those are you know important questions i think to ask uh, of, a, of a contractor um, reviews are great online. Uh, I think the biggest advantage to uh, a certified contractor is that's actually a, a very independent and and unbiased in a lot of ways, a kind of assessment of someone's skill level. Reviews are subjective. Uh, recommendations are subjective. Uh, those types of things, they 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 can be. Uh, you, you can get mixed results that way, mm-hmm. uh, but but those are also indicators. So I think you take the I think you take the total package. You're going to get rec- you're going to get recommendations and reviews, references. You're going to ask to see photos, ask them about their education and their uh, their commitment level to the trade, their experience. And I think after that, you get a pretty good picture of of who you're dealing with, uh, in in that kind of a situation. You know, I think that's all great advice. And you had brought up that you know, 
Not that a certification makes you better. There's guys that can go and pass the certification class and still not do the best work. There's guys that aren't certified and do amazing work. Amazing work. And Absolutely. It, it goes the same way as, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't want to go with the lowball contractor. Or, you know, I'm going to go with the most expensive guy. Well, I've heard of the most expensive guy running off with somebody's money, and I've heard of the lowball guy running off with somebody's money after they put a deposit down. You you know, you really, yes. you just, you need to interview the contractors, and it's been said tons of times on this show already. You, you've, it, it's an interview that goes both ways, but at the end of the day, you need to go with your gut feeling, and that's what's going to help you. You know, once you can compile all the data, like you said, you can look at reviews, you can look at referrals. You can look at backgrounds, and from there, you ju- you need to feel comfortable with who you're inviting in your house, and knowing that you know you feel confident in their abilities to perform that job. Yeah, you're right. I mean, a face to face is is valuable too. I mean, I think you know, like you said, a person's character is important as well. You're gonna, if this is a residential scenario, you're gonna have this person in your home. Your family's there. Um, you know, you can get a good sense for, you know, not a total picture, but a good sense for who a person is mm-hmm. when you meet them and you discuss things with them. You can teach skill, but you can't really teach character. If you get, a, you know, the idea that this this person is being, you know, dishonest about some things. Uh, I mean, I I kind of say if if a person's being dishonest with you. Uh, you know, or with or about someone else or talking about someone else, you know, that they, that's just kind of the way that they they are. Mm-hmm. If you get a sense that they're going to 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 kind of take cut corners, those kinds of things, um, you know, just get a feel for who it is that you're going to be bringing into your house in addition to the to the skill level. And I think, like you said, at the end of the day, when you take all of those things and put them together, you you have a pretty a good picture of who it is you're looking to hire. You might have three. You know, three people come out, and there's nothing wrong with with shopping around. Honestly, low prices scare me. When Correct. when someone comes in and they give it a, a low price, uh, typically there's usually a reason why, and you don't want to be their training ground. If they say uh, we can do this, you know that that could be a red flag. You know they they should be confident in in their skill set, not mm-hmm. give you the impression that they're going to give this a shot on your house because unqualified contractors, uh, you'll find that the savings up front. It'll be a total wash by the time you have a pro, uh, a complete product or or, or project failure. It, it definitely time spent uh, repairing those things or replacing those things, and and usually you're talking about a major renovation. You don't want to go through that process uh, two three times in a row for the same project. No, it, definitely it, not. Not a savings at all. Correct. Uh, you know, all great advice. So. Now that you have transitioned sort of out of that installation world, running your own show, and you are, you know, a regional guy for Shonox, prep is everything, and that's a lot of their products. Um, so it is. we that has not been a DIY tip kind of helpful information we've given on this show yet. And honestly, 90%, well, at least to me, 90% of any flooring installation comes in the prep from getting the old flooring out getting that subfloor prepared making sure it's it's flat there's no cracks that you're having to worry about high spots low spots all all of this stuff if you have good prep the installation goes much more smoothly and there's less to worry about down the road so let's talk a little bit about what homeowners should be looking for if they want to attempt this on their own, or even if they're just watching their contractor kind of work through it so that they know they're going to get the best quality install. 
Sure. So, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, prep. The, the phrase that we've heard a lot over the years, and especially when I was in the, primarily in the installation side, uh, you'd come up against this. When you start talking about uh, these types of things, every floor covering has a, has a standard for flatness tolerance. Every floor covering uh, has a standard for moisture, uh, you know, vapor emissions, those types of things, types of subfloors that are going over, what the actual composition of the material is you're going over. All of those things are, are factors in the installation requirements of your finished flooring. <laughs> so that's, like I said, that's, that's oftentimes that's a bigger part than the installation itself. It's, it's sometimes more important. And a lot of times what we'd run into, and I think commercial guys could really identify with this as well, is, well, prep isn't in the budget. And I hate to be the one to break the news uh, to the person, but prep is in the budget either now or it's in the budget later. 100%. There's no way to avoid that. I, when I was running um, even my residential uh, business, I would have a, I, I got to the point where I was putting a prep allowance in the, in the estimate, even if it was, you know, $350, if it was a smaller job. Mm -hmm. And I would, and I would tell them, you know, if we don't use this, then we can, you know, just subtract it at the end of the job. And, and I'm honest about that kind of stuff. So uh, they always felt more comfortable because sometimes the other two guys that they interviewed, they didn't even mention the floor prep. Correct. Uh, you, you can't buy a $20,000 hardwood floor and, and come in and put it over a, a subfloor that looks like a roller coaster underneath your carpet just because you can't see it today. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not there. You know, I, I, one of the last jobs that I did, we opened up the floor uh, in four different spots and, and we, we never saw that coming, but we did have that conversation before the job started to, to make them aware of the expectations. And I probably did more floor prep on that one job than I had the previous 10. Um, but they hired me to do the job right, and they understood the importance of the floor prep. If, if that's something you're skipping, um, not only is are you going to end up with a less than satisfactory result, especially with a hard surface like, floor, like, like porcelain tile or large format tile uh, or even hardwood, uh, floating floors um, are, are are not an excuse to to avoid floor prep. I hear that a lot as well. I mean, you know, well, well, we've got a floor that that isn't flat. It's got ups and downs and and various. So we're just going to get a floating floor. Um, that's actually the opposite direction you should be going. That those those floors also require a floor flatness tolerance and and the assembly and the integrity of the product depend on a flat substrate. So not only will you not get the best results, oftentimes overwhelmingly you're going to be voiding your warranty as well oh totally i recently put some lvp in my own house and i had found a low spot in my slab and i knew it was there poured a couple bags of self-level to fill it and i hadn't gotten all the tile out yet and so once i had finally finished getting some more tile out i was able to take a look with my straight edge and really see like oh there's more here going on than what i initially thought so i had already put right. two bags in the one spot and got that fairly flat well by the time i was able to get to the opposite wall i was like "Ooh, there's a really huge dip running through my living room all the way across and luckily my downstairs is only about 500 square feet I ended up pouring 17 bags through the entire downstairs. If I was going to bring it up in one spot, I said, I'm just going to make a new layer. It's all going to work together and, and work out. And so I ended up having a very flat floor to deal with, but it, it did set me back a couple days on my installation timeline because I had to then wait for all of that to dry and get the moisture out so I could go back over it with the LVP, which can trap moisture. And so there was a lot of thought behind 
you know, do I want to do this and not be completely satisfied? You know, it was flat. It would have worked, but I wanted the best installation possible so that I didn't have any issues down the road. And so taking that extra time, spending that little bit of extra money was totally worth it to me long term. And I think a lot of times, like you said, people don't have, oh, we don't have prep in the budget. I don't know how we're going to afford that. Well, if you can't afford it, do you really want to redo an entire section or your entire floor two, three, five years down the road? Because that's even more expensive than a little bit of extra money now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with, with tile, I think the primary thing you see is, is lippage, you know, if, for example, 12 mm-hmm. by 24 tiles, tiles are getting bigger. If you've been to a restaurant lately, or you've been to, uh, you know, a public place where they've recently put in, large format planks and they didn't spend the time to flat for uh, flatten the floor uh, prior to the installation uh, of that floor you you'll see it uh you'll notice it's there and it's not hard to spot if you you know have a trained eye but you know it, doing the, doing those things properly is is important and and having an installer like you said that that understands the importance of that knows how to get from point a to point b um, just budget a little extra time and a little extra money into the project for for those kinds of things because they're going to come up. You you can't see what's going on underneath your your carpet and pad all the time, and and if you've got you know someone there to do the work, honestly, we kind of talked about you know DIY and I've mm-hmm. had this question before. Self levelers, you know, um, Shinox is uh, you know just to touch on the company real quick. Again, they they the reason why I was attracted to this position when it opened up, and uh, I was I was happy to have the offer. Um, you know, they have an established history. They're over 120 years old, uh, you know, German company who's been in the U.S. for about six or seven years. We're still, uh, people are still finding out about us over here, but they have a, a long, long history of, of specializing in floor preparation, flattening floors, uh, eliminating moisture problems, um, all that type of surface prep that goes on. Um, for me, as a, as a hard surface specialist, there was a lot of appeal to transition into a side of the business here with a manufacturer that is so focused on that end uh, of the of the flooring mm-hmm. process because i i talked to contractors who are doing carpet tiles lvt hardwood um ceramic tiles you know it's still i like a variety of things on my plate i i want to be in a different place every day you know dealing with different things and i'm familiar with all of them being you know a contractor for this long it's it's great for me to get out and, and work with guys you know on the job and, and help to train them there, there aren't a lot of guys who who are super comfortable with self-leveling, in at least in my part uh, of the country, and that's part of what I'm doing every day. I'm I'm on the job site, you know, two to three times a week, sometimes with guys giving them uh, opportunities to try new tools, showing them techniques to make them better at these kinds of things. So, uh, you know, even though it, it is called self-leveling underlayment, uh, and they they referred to as self-levelers, there there is a, a certain amount of skill and technique involved in both planning and the application of these self-leveling underlayments. It's not as simple as cracking a bag open, mixing it and pouring it on the floor. Uh, you know, we are out there, uh, I'm on the job, you know, a couple times a week, um, training guys and, and helping them to get better at their skills, uh, opening them to new, uh, you know, new projects and new opportunities within self-leveling and floor prep so that, you know, the homeowner out there does have a better opportunity and a chance to find someone uh, with a with a wider skill set and someone who's able to take their current subfloor problems and transform them into something that's going to give them a lasting warranty and and a best the best product performance that they're going to have so that this is a lasting project and that's what you know what really draws me to this uh, this position and you know this company and what we're doing every day is 
um, you know, is, is being out there with the guys. And I think it's making a difference and we plan to do a lot more of that. So that's, you know, I'm so glad you touched on that because it is everyone's like, Oh, it's self-leveling it's liquid. So it's just going to do its thing. Well, to a point, you know, and it, it definitely depends on the product you pick. There are some that find level better than others. It comes down to how you mix it. Once again, touched on this show many times, read the directions and follow them. You can't just throw some water in the bucket with this bag and mix it up and say, ah, looks good. It might be too thin. It might be too thick. Um, You've got to read those instructions. You've got to do what it says. You've got to have ways to, you got to know what you're kind of doing, you know? Um, Yes. A lot of guys don't leave expansion around the room. You've got to put something in place so that this isn't going tight to the studs underneath the, the drywall or up against cabinets and stuff like that. Even though it's concrete, it's still going to move a little bit. And the wood in the house is going to move a little bit. Things expand and contract. So there's a lot going on and you want to make sure it's, it's getting done right. So while it can be done on your own, make sure you're getting good information. And I've got a feeling that if a homeowner called up Shonox and found their local rep, you guys are probably going to point them in the right direction of not only maybe somebody that can help them, but if they're asking for some advice, you guys are probably going to give it to them just to make sure that their thing goes, their project goes more successful. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the bottom line here, you know, we want everyone to get a, you know, to get a floor that performs the way they want to and to sleep well at night. Uh, we have, obviously we, we talked to a lot of contractors and if someone were to, you know, to, to run into some sort of an issue. And again, we're, when it comes to the, the specific regions, we've got people out there that that have uh, you know boots on the ground, so to speak, and we can connect someone with a contractor mm-hmm. in their area to be able to perform that work. You know, you said the application and products. You know, for example, I know, I know a lot of the times we're talking about self leveling. We might be over plywood or, or OSB, at least in my area up in Michigan. Yeah, a uh, lot of lot of plywood, a lot of OSB. You know, over joists, those kinds of things. Uh, not just any self-leveler will go uh, over those types of, of subfloors. And I'm not going to, you know, try to, to be heavy on product or, or brand, um, you know, promotion here. But for example, uh, if you were to just pour a cementitious product over a subfloor, you, you'd have a pretty good chance of that eventually cracking and breaking apart. Uh, you know, one of the unique products that we have is our synthetic gypsum line and our, and our AP and our APF. It's a product that is extremely strong, uh, so, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, almost twice as a compressive strength of concrete, but has a great deal of flexibility. So this product is specifically suited to be used over plywood or OSB uh, with just primer. And, uh, you know, this is something that's specified directly for that. Mm-hmm. So product selection is important. You, you don't want the right, the, the wrong product going in the wrong application. If nothing else, you're connecting with, with an experienced contractor who's able to look at the project, tell you what you need and get you from point A to point B. So you don't have to do all of the extra uh, research. Correct. Product selection doesn't just matter when you're picking your floor. It matters throughout the entire process. You have to make sure you have the right materials for each step in order to finish successfully. Yes. So you see a lot of stuff. Every area of the country is a little bit different. You're probably in and out of more homes now in what you're doing than you were when you were doing installs since it was you and an apprentice. So what do you see trending? Um, you know, whether it's installation wise in a certain design or certain materials, you know, we're always a lot of stuff that we've been talking about lately is everything's wider and bigger. You talked about the large format tile. 
So is yes. there are there any like installation techniques or like um you know are herringbones coming back parquet coming back any anything like that? No, I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head with uh, you know larger format tiles, wider planks. Um, you know, everything is going bigger. Uh, I know, you know, character grade obviously has been uh, pretty popular oil finished woods. Um, you know, LVP has been very popular. I think we just, I think we live in a time now where we have a lot of options mm-hmm. and that's a good thing because it's, you know, choosing the right floor for your lifestyle is another one of the more important parts. You know, I have had some time, uh, some experience as an inspector now for a couple of years. I don't do a lot of that work anymore. But I have, it's given me a glimpse of the entire process. So now I'm involved in the planning stages. I've been involved heavily in the installation side. And now I've also seen the other end of of things when floors fail. And you get to see a lot of the reasons why that happens. And uh, unfortunately, overwhelmingly, uh, it's usually uh, either an application or an environmental or an installation uh, situation where something wasn't wasn't done correctly or the right the wrong the wrong product was was suggested for someone who shouldn't have a product like that like for example uh if you really love um almost black uh dark hardwood floors that Mm -hmm. have a really high shine and you have two uh 70 pound rottweilers someone needs to just have the conversation and say this just might not be the perfect floor for you um you know a lot of the potential headaches can be solved in the selection process. Your retailers can help you, um, you know, determine that when you have a conversation about, okay, you know, how many pets do you have? How many kids do you have? Do you, you know, what kind of lifestyle do you guys mm-hmm. have? Do you live on the beach? Uh, do you, um, you know, is there a lot of gravel? Are you near asphalt? What, uh, what is, what is your climate like? Is it, you know, these types of things are all questions that you explore when you're selecting the floor. And if you love the look of hardwood, but you're, uh, you know, lifestyle doesn't fit an LVT or, or, a, or a ceramic tile or a porcelain might be a better fit for you based on your usage. And, and that can go a long ways in terms of helping you select the right floor and getting the kind of lifespan out of it that you expect and that you pay for because it's an investment and you want to make sure that it's the right investment. That's that's it. So don't worry about what's trending, folks, just because wood look tile is in doesn't mean you need to put it in your house just because shiplap is in doesn't mean put it on your wall find what works for you you're the one paying for it you're the one that needs to enjoy it you're the one that needs it to last in your house make sure you research your products and get what fits your lifestyle best just like jeremy said yeah i think you i think you nailed it i mean it I, I'm always of the opinion if when I'm having that initial cons, you know, consultation with a, with a homeowner about what they'd like to have and what they'd like to see, whether if it's a design element or if it's a style thing, if you if you like something and you, even if you're considered about, uh, concerned about re- resale down the road, the chances are someone else is going to like it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be afraid to talk someone out of a floor if it was a bad fit for them, if it wasn't going to work, if they weren't going to have. And sometimes, you know, I typically have a great deal of success with that. There have been times when people have come back to me later and said, you know, we, we just, we loved the, the dark, dark floor. We, we, we fell in love with it. I know we talked about it and, and I'll admit we, we just, we wanted it and we pulled the trigger and we, we just, we regret it. You know, it's just not performing the way we, we thought it would and, and our expectations. And it's, it's just, it's a problem. But oftentimes that's not what happens. They, they usually 
take your input into consideration and and go another direction and in the interest of, of having a, pro, a floor that will, will last for them and a product that will perform the way that the way that they want it to and if if the color or a style thing if you like it just get it i mean it, it's not gonna you know hurt the resale you're gonna have people walk through you know there are some safer selections than others but like you said trends come and go and right. uh you're the one living there so exactly there's there's a home for everybody if you put lvp in your house there's people that like tile there's people that like carpet you're going to find a buyer and you're the one sure. paying for it so you need to enjoy it and like you said you need to make some considerations you know i love dark floors i didn't put one in my house we own a german shepherd he sheds right. everywhere i don't want to look at dog yes. hair all the time so we went a little darker than neutral but not super dark it still kind of hides and my wife and i are both very happy so there's sure. give and take there's planning um it's an expensive investment and so you need to make sure you're you're making you happy um and and you go from there so why don't exactly. you go ahead give me your info again how people can get a hold of you or reach you at Shonox if they have any questions or learn more about your products sure absolutely so um my my information basically i my my phone number if you're in the michigan uh northern indiana toledo area i'm your rep so my phone number is 517-316-5380 you can reach me at jwaldorf at hpsubfloors.com i'm on linkedin i'm on instagram uh, all those fun things uh our website if you want to learn more about our products is hpsubfloors.com we have self-levelers moisture mitigation products floor prep a lot of times it's the you know the homeowner again is is not necessarily on the uh interested side of products like these but they like you said they do play a very very important part uh and one thing that i think that, that Shernock stands out above the others is we have products that will go just about anywhere so don't ever look at a project and say this is hopeless uh you know we're discouraged because what we're seeing here is is something that probably needs to be leveled uh there are options out there and um whether whether i'm here and you're in another part of the country we do have representatives all over and we're not necessarily uh like a consultation business per se but your contractors are probably familiar with our products if they're not um you know then they there there is training going on all over the country and um again that as far as getting projects done from start to finish whether it's subfloor moisture uh, acclimation, uh, floor flatness, those types of things. Be sure to plan for those those important parts of the installation because at the end of the day, those can be some of the most critical components to a successful floor. Totally correct. You know, I appreciate you coming on, giving insight into an often overlooked aspect of this and being able to address it on a level that homeowners are going to be able to understand, see a little bit more insight into it and know that these are some questions they need to be talking with their contractors about if they're going that way or just even consider on their own. So once again, you know, thank you very much, Jeremy, for, for coming on, giving us your expertise. And I look forward to being able to continue to communicate with you in the future. And I know you said that we're getting a rep down here in the Southwest pretty soon. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Absolutely. And uh, one more thing, too, if, you know, along the lines of the uh, the assessment side of, of the job and, and the project, one of the things that we're very uh, popular for is our worst subfloor contest. You know, we have uh, our reps and our contractors all around the country sending in projects and photos of before, during and after 
of some of the absolute worst subfloors they can find. And we send them to Vegas and do Porsche tours and have all kinds of prizes. So don't get discouraged <laughs> just get the right person on the job. And again, Kyle, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, any way that I can help, let me know. And yeah, we're, we're expanding our distribution and representation uh, always around the country. So awesome. Yeah, no, thank you so much. It was, it was great talking with you and I look forward to doing it again in the future. Thanks Kyle. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. That's all the time we have for this week. Be sure to subscribe so you can listen to each and every episode. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave a review and let us know what you think about the show. If you'd like to be a guest or have questions, you can email us at flooreducation at gmail.com. Remember, your education never stops.